The Lakers work out a free agent wing as uh, the Russell Westbrook drama is coming to a boiling point and we are only two games into this season. There is a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world who has been blowing up my phone all day with a lot of Laker rumors as obviously a lot of drama is unfolding with this team. But dad, before we get into that, let's talk about the big news. The Lakers worked out free agent wing player Mo Harkless today. What do you think about that? Well, Hannah, uh, as we all know, the Lakers went into the season with a very, very small team filled with guards, no wing players, very few, you know, big guys. And uh, so far, the results haven't been great. I mean, last night it was very stark. Late in the game, you had, you know, six foot three inch uh, Russell Westbrook guarding, you know, six foot seven inch Kawhi Leonard. And you had six foot one inch Patrick Beverly guarding six foot eight inch Paul George. And they just shot over these guys. I mean, the Lakers just have no wings. It was just, you know, awful roster construction. So Mo Harkless is, you know, a six foot nine inch big guy, strong guy, uh, doesn't shoot. And that's a problem. But, uh, you know, the question is the Lakers are so thin up front, especially with Thomas Bryant out for an indefinite period after undergoing hand surgery. You know, I guess, you know, but they'd have to release somebody in order to sign Mo Harkless you know, who could they release? Yeah, you know, that's a big question, Mark. And obviously the biggest thing about Moore Harkless is when you're looking at, you know, what the Lakers need, obviously we need another wing player. 6'9", like you mentioned, add some size to this very, very small team. But Dad... The reason that I get a little bit nervous about this is he's a terrible three-point shooter. I mean, if we're going to add someone to this team, it's got to be a guy who ha- who's able to knock down some sort of a shot. I mean, listen, Mo Harkless has only shot 32% from three in his career, and that's mainly why he's he's available and he's bounced around from team to team. I mean, he's played in for six NBA teams. I mean, obviously, he's you know most notably known for his you know stint with the Portland Trailblazers. But Dad, the Lakers, I just I think yeah, obviously we've got to add a wing player. We got to get a little bit bigger somehow, but we've got to be able to grab someone who can also make a shot for good Lord. Well, the Lakers have three players on non-guaranteed contracts. One is Austin Reeves, one is Wayne and Gabriel, and the other is Matt um, Ryan, who they recently hired uh, just before the season started. So it's likely that if a place is found for Harkless, it's going to be at the expense of one of those three guys. Yeah, I mean, my odds are probably going more towards Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously, he had that one really great preseason game where he shot lights out. I think he was like six for six from three-point range in that game. But since then, I think he's only made two three-pointers, and he's played in, I think, about five or six games after. So, you know, I, I think he would be the first to go. But, I mean, Dad, out of those three guys that you just mentioned, who do you think would, would likely get the boot to make room for Mo Harkless? You know, um, Obviously, I don't think it's going to be Austin Reeves, so I assume it's going to be... It's definitely not going to be Austin Reeves. So I assume it's going to be either Wayne Gabriel or um, Matt Ryan. Now, look, Gabriel played a lot in the preseason and played pretty well. It was noticeable to me that he did not play last night against the Clippers. I'm not sure what that was all about. Um, you know, we've, we, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm, I'm going to guess... You know, Wayne Gabriel, because at least there's some hope that with Ryan, he might hit a three-pointer. 
Really, you know, I think, especially because uh, head coach Darvin Ham's really emphasizing defense, you know, Wayne Gabriel's played really hard defensively. So that's kind of interesting. But I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, if you're looking at it in terms of a scoring point, you know, Matt Ryan maybe has more of a chance to shoot a three, although from what I've seen, not likely. But interesting. I mean, I, it's obviously not going to be Austin Reeves. So it obviously would be, you know, Wayne Gabriel or, of course, Matt Ryan. But, Dad, you know what sucks is. The Lakers, if this wasn't the stupid NBA rule, they could have just re-signed Stanley Johnson, who obviously, I think, played really well for us. And I don't think the Lakers should have let him go. Uh, he obviously signed with the Utah Jazz, but they just waived him. But, of course, we all know the NBA uh, has this lovely rule where they prohibit teams from re-signing players that they've traded for one year after they've been waived. So it just kind of sucks, though, because I think Stanley Johnson would uh, would have been a better pickup in, in my eyes. Yeah, I was a fan of Stanley Johnson's last year. I thought he played really well for the Lakers and he's still a young guy, and I was looking forward to him coming back. I was shocked, frankly, when they included him in the trade for Patrick Beverly. Yeah, same. I mean, Dad, I think uh, one thing that I do want to ask you is, do you think Mo Harkless, if you had to kind of, you know, look into the future, do you think the Lakers are going to sign Mo Harkless, or do you think they feel like, you know, they've got to try to maybe wait it out a little bit and see if there's another player that becomes available that's maybe a better shooter? Well, you know, uh, I don't think Mo Harkless is, is going to, you know, move the needle, Hannah. Uh, you know, they need, as, as badly as they need wing players, they're getting killed on the, on, the, on the boards, as we know. I think they need shooting even more. I mean, the shooting statistics this year, I mean, everybody's mocking the Lakers. Everybody's making fun of them. They are historically bad shooting figures. Yeah, the Lakers have uh, only shot 19 for 85 from deep so far this season. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's uh, Lakers are just getting roasted for that, so... I don't know, Hannah. I, I know with all the pressure from the media, you know, from other players around the league, from anonymous sources, you know, there's this pressure on the Lakers to do something, do something, do something. But sometimes the smartest thing is not to do anything at all. You know, you don't want to make the wrong move because you don't have flexibility to make too many moves at all. If you're going to make a move, you don't want to make the wrong move. So I hope the Lakers are smart about this. They don't just give in to the pressure of, you know, the media is hounding them mercilessly, but hang in there until you get the right situation. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the media just hounding the Lakers, uh, obviously they are having a field day with the Lakers 0-2 start. Obviously having a field day with the fact that, like I said, Lakers just 19 for 85 from from deep, just cannot shoot at all. Uh, Russell Westbrook, of course, is already getting, you know, the heat of everything. I mean, he's already become the scapegoat. He's already getting blamed by the media. Rob Plinka, the Lakers front office, are getting, you know, yelled at. Uh, Dad, what do you think of, of all this? I mean, it's still, we're only two games into the season. And, you know, listen, I don't think anyone realistically expected with this roster that we're going to be this, you know, championship contending team. And, you know, again, it's it's so early on in the season, but it looks like it's just going to be another year of, of drama filled and everyone just blaming Russell Westbrook. And to be honest with you, as much as I don't necessarily love Russell Westbrook, and I obviously don't think he's played well for us, I mean, I think uh, you would have to be blind to think he has, I still feel bad for the guy. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how much scrutiny he's getting. Yeah, no, I, I think other than Donald Trump, I think Russell Westbrook gets yelled at. And, and Oh my God. I know. I mean, that's how bad it is. I mean, it's, it's just reaching a boiling point, Hannah. You can't go anywhere. You can't turn on the TV. You can't turn on the radio. Everybody is on Russell Westbrook. I do feel badly for him. Look, he had a really rough shooting night, but let's not forget the fact in the fourth quarter when he came back, you know, late in the game, he had three 
steals in a row. He had three excellent play defensive plays in a row. He's working hard on defense. I know this is going to be an unpopular thing to say, Hannah, because I know Laker fans want immediate you know, resolution and immediate satisfaction and immediate improvement. I'm just going to counsel the front office to stay the course at this point. I wish they would have done things differently over the over the summer, but given where we are now, they can't afford to make a desperation move that turns out to be a bad one. I would just stay the course. It's only two games. They did play better against the Clippers. You know, let's just play this out for the next couple, two or three weeks and see how it goes, see if they get better. You know, I just, you know, we've played the two best teams in the Western Conference to start the season. You know, we would expect to lose to those two games, to to those two teams. So let's, you know, let's just try to be patient, not act out of desperation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I tend to agree with you as well. And I think people who, you know, have their head glued on straight, who aren't getting paid to, you know, have these clickbait titles and, you know, go crazy on, you know, on TV. I think that's how they feel as well. Obviously, it wasn't like we were playing easy teams. We were playing, you know, two of the toughest teams in the league, two teams that are expected to, you know, contend for the championship in the West. So, you know, listen, the Lakers, obviously, if you're looking at this team compared to last team, I think positives we could say is they are light years better defensively that we could, you know, I think that's obvious. I think the Lakers have been really, really trying hard defensively. I was, even though upset that they lost last night against the Clippers, I still was, you know, proud of the performance. I was really nervous about the game. I thought they were going to get blown out, lose by 30. I was saying, you know, earlier on in the day, if we could just lose by, you know, 10, 15, I would be okay with it. But, you know, we really made it a game. We even had the lead at, you know, one point in the fourth quarter. It just is unfortunate because, again, like we've said so many times, I don't want to keep, you know, reiterating it, but we just couldn't make our shot. So, you know, listen, the Lakers have talent on this team. Obviously, we have LeBron, we have Anthony Davis, we have Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, we have other guys like Kendrick Nunn, Patrick Beverly. You know, we, we have a nice, a talented team. Defensively, if we could just really continue to hang our heads defensively and then hopefully as the season progresses, you know, some guys will emerge as, you know, maybe shooters and be able to knock down their shots. The Lakers, you know, shouldn't be a, a terrible team, but we do have to just remain patient and give them some time. You know, Hannah, I know I, I have a suggestion for the Lakers. Um, and here's my suggestion. I'd like to see Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. Uh, I know he's unhappy about it, but look, the truth of the matter is he can't be happy with the way things are right now anyway. I, I We got to get Kendrick Nunn started, okay? Lonnie Walker has been better than expected. He's played pretty well. We got to get something out of Kendrick Nunn. We had a lot of expectations for him. He played very well in the preseason, and he has just taken a nosedive in the first two games of this year. He barely played in the last game. We got to jumpstart him. We can't give up on him. I would like to see Lonnie Walker and um, and Kendrick Nunn start in the backcourt, and I'd like Austin Reeves to start at the three position. That's what I think would be the Lakers' best starting lineup with LeBron and AD. Um, that's what I feel. Well, and the thing is, is obviously we've heard the reports that they think, you know, head coach Darvin Ham kind of agrees with you and that he would like to kind of stagger both uh, Westbrook and LeBron's minutes and would prefer to have Westbrook come off the bench. But it's just, it's, Russ is not thrilled with that idea. He even said, you know, uh, after last night's game that him playing not his usual minutes uh, really, really hurt him, he thinks. He said he didn't even really know what to do pregame. He really kind of did not sound like coming off the bench is something that was going to be good for him at all in the future. Hannah, you know what? I just don't buy that. And when he says that stuff, that's when I kind of get mad at him. This is basketball. He's a basketball player. He's been playing basketball his whole life. 
you know, and this notion that, you know, he, he doesn't know what to do, he, he's all tied up in knots, he doesn't know how to come off the bench, it's just, it's just nonsense, Hannah. When he says that stuff, I get mad, you know. Well, that's the thing about Russell Westbrook is, you know, obviously throughout his career, he's been known as a really good player, but... I don't know if anyone would necessarily call Russell Westbrook a team player. And he's he is very concerned with his stats and, you know, playing as many minutes as possible. In his mind, he thinks he's the best player on this team. He should be starting and playing all 48 minutes. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's not really one to take a step back and think about maybe what would be the best for the team. Because I think everyone agrees what would be best for the team is for Russ to come off the bench. But it just doesn't seem like he's very receptive to that idea at all. Yeah, and I'd like to see Patrick Beverly come off the bench as well. Now, again, I'm not talking about who should play down the stretch. That's a different story, and I'm still trying to figure that out in my mind. But I, in terms of the starting lineup, I like the two young guards with Lonnie Walker and Kendrick Nunn. I'd like to see Austin Reeves. I just... I know Austin Reeves, you know, statistics don't jump off the page, but it just seems to me he makes a lot of start plays. I, I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. I, I think he's got a lot to offer. I think we're going to see some good things for him, and they just seem to play better when he's in there. So that's my pitch for the starting five. I kind of agree with you, Dad. And, you know, listen, because we're so early on in the season, I think a lot could change, and I think a lot will change, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't be too surprised if in the next one against the Blazers we see maybe a little bit of a, a different starting five. But listen, uh, Head coach Darvin Ham definitely has his work cut out for him because I think if the Lakers go 0-3 to start the season, I just think the media is going to go absolutely crazy. I think this Sunday game is a must-win game for us. So, Laker fam, that is going to wrap up today's show. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you think about the Lakers working out Mo Harkless? Do you think he would be a good fit with the purple and gold? And let me know if you think the media scrutiny of the Lakers is a little bit uh, too much so early on in the season. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Till next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.